When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Uh, keepers. Let's take a look at some goalkeepers. Uh, we've got Pope at the top. Points per 90 of 6.6. That's the highest. Raya, who you mentioned earlier. Uh, with six as well. Um, Brentford looking really good. Uh, and then Kepper in third with 5.67. Few people thinking of some goalkeeper moves this week. I'm seeing a few melee mentions, yeah. which is when you know double Gabriel fever is, is hitting. Uh, a few <laughs> De Gea mentions as well, given they've got the double. I'd be keeping I'd be keeping Kepper though, wouldn't you? Yeah, also Kepper, Chelsea playing the blanks. Um, so again, 25 and 28, you're good. There's no reason to sell Kepper. I, look, Kepa's just gone to Anfield and got a nine-pointer. Yeah. He can get clean sheets mm. anywhere. This Chelsea defence under Potter will only improve as well. They've just had two weeks on the training ground as well, remember. Chelsea weren't in the FA Cup. And we know Potter teams historically are decent defensively. Um, yeah, Chelsea will keep clean sheets. I'm, I'm convinced of it. And I, I think I think Kepa's a long-term hold at that price. Me too. I, I'd, I'd still be picking Kepa if I was wildcarding this week. He'd, he'd still, I think it's 4.6. Yeah. Playing for Chelsea, who I think are going to get better as the season goes on. Potter is a good manager. They've made good signings. They're going to improve, you know, and they're, they're going to be pushing for, I think top four is gone, but they're, they're going to be, I think they're going to be Brighton's biggest competitor for top six. There you go. <laughs> Didn't think I'd be saying that at the start of the season. Yeah, Brighton, Liverpool and Chelsea all going for one spot. <laughs> top six. It's nuts, isn't it? Uh, defenders. Uh, we've got Ben Godfrey, top of the uh, top of the XGI non-penalty per 90. Ouch. Yeah, who'd have thought? Only two starts, so uh, 0.52. Um, I tried to highlight some interesting looking double game week options. Uh, spoiler, there isn't any, <laughs> really. Uh, we've got Martinez at United, top of the XGI non penalty per 90 with 0.23, but that's obviously a bit kind of skewed because he scored the goal, which, you know, could really be anyone. Basically, the defenders this year, the XGI non penalty per 90s are, are really low across the board. I mean, Trent's at 0.42, which is still high. Perisic is 0.33, but there isn't really anyone that I like the look of uh, too much. I mean, Shaw's right down there, 0.11. Very unlikely to get attacking returns from him. If you're going to try and be clever and get Varane, he's at 0.03 and will probably get injured. So I think if I was buying one, I'd probably go for Martinez, to be honest. I know the the stats aren't 
there, but I don't think there's a huge amount between them. And he's quite a bit cheaper than Shaw now. Yeah, and those that United double, I guess Crystal Palace at Old Trafford, you could see a clean sheet maybe. Um, I expect the Leeds game to have goals. I don't think United keep a clean sheet mm. there. And because we all have Shaw, do we really want double United defence? I'm not so sure. I do like on this list though, number 10, Rico Lewis, knowing, yeah, knowing Cancelo's know. left. 3.9. He's going to be in our team at some point, isn't he, this season? Because of the value. And many will say, oh, it blocks that. It blocks you going to Foden or Grealish or Mares as the as a City mid if you if you have a Rico Lewis. But it's not blocked if he's getting you six points every week. And we'll 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 get that out of Rico Lewis. I'm currently on Ake and I'm not looking to make that move. But maybe when I sell De Bruyne and I'm happy with Haaland and I'm happy with Ake. And might go Rico Lewis because at 3.9, he can sit on my bench if he needs to, but I'd probably be starting him. It just allows me more money in my midfield and up top. I'm probably going to get him because I mean, I've got Patterson and, and Bueno. You know, I've got, oh, yeah. I've, I've got 3.9 million to, to spend. And <laughs> I look at the rest of I mean, I've got De Bruyne and Haaland already. Foden's a non option, unfortunately for us, because we love him so much. I mean, there's maybe Mares, but there's no way I'm going there. I'm not going to yeah. go to Edison. I don't trust any of the centre backs. I mean, re- it seems too good to be true. <laughs> it'll, it'll likely go up before the deadline as well, as I'm just looking. He's 3.9 currently, but yeah, a couple more thousand people mm. buy him and he'll be going up to 4.0. He's, he's not a left back. He's a right back who's been yeah. shifted over to the left. Um, they have got that other guy whose name escapes me. The the boy from Spain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> someone says in the chat, the... The other guy, the actual left back. It's like Gomez or someone. I can't I, remember I think his it name. Might be, is it Sergio Gomez? I think it is Gomez, yeah. Maybe. Um, or Ake obviously can play at left back um, as well. Yeah, it is Gomez. Yeah, well done. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think we might see some subs before 60 for him or some non-starts for Lewis, but Pep likes him. That's the main thing. and I think He, he loves him and he, he can play the Cancelo role as because losing Cancelo, what are the other fullbacks in that club can go and play that inverted role, join the midfield, so you leave City with a back three? Because Cancelo was asked to do it, whether he was left back or right back, he joined the midfield. Well, Carl Walker can, but he's not great at it. Ake's not doing it when he plays left back. Walker's probably not doing it great deal at right back. So you're relying on, on, on Rico Lewis, really, taking up that yeah. Cancelo role. Exactly, and it's an important position that you know the the inverting into midfield and taking yep. that midfield role. That's that's an important way in, in which City play, and you're right. There's few players in that squad now that, that can do that. So yeah, I'm definitely expecting his minutes to increase. I like him. It definitely. Yep. I mean, there's people talking about wild cards and stuff. I mean, if you're on a wild card, I think he's he's a no-brainer. I'd go there. Uh, Enzo Fernandez confirmed to Chelsea, 110 million <laughs> euros. Wow, Jeez. 110. So the release clause was 105. And we've paid more than that. Yeah, <laughs> they paid ten million for him six months ago. Oh. <laughs> You've never seen profit like it. No, that is absolutely unbelievable. Um, yeah, I got I'm speechless to be honest. But I mean, taking away the figure, he's a good signing for them because he's a very good player and young. Yeah, but it's a hell of a lot of money. Uh, midfielders. So some of these. So again, this is all since the restart. Mares is top. Finally, getting a run of games. Uh, for City. We talk about Cancelo you know, leaving after losing his place. Well, Mares has had to fight tooth and nail to get his place back. He loses it, he gets it back. He loses it, gets it back. Uh, hopefully this is a, a decent run for him. Uh, De Bruyne's second, 0.78. That's really, really high numbers. Um, yeah. He hasn't really been getting the points, uh, unfortunately. Not even the top 10 for points for midfielders. 3.5 a game. Not very much when you're paying uh, 12.5. Some of the other players I want to mention. Rashford, 
he's fourth on this list. We're going to be talking about him in a lot more detail, uh, especially in terms of the triple captain chip. But I mean, look at some of these numbers. XG nine point eight per ninety of zero point seven two, crazy high. Points per ninety eight point four seven, yeah, crazy high. He's in the top ten for shots per ninety, shots in the box. Uh, XG non-penalty for shot, so the, the chance he's getting are good chances as well, um, at 0.19, which is one of the highest on this list, I think. So, getting good chances, getting lots of chances, getting points, two home games against poor defences, he's got to be considered, isn't he? He has, he has. I definitely think it comes down to one or the other with triple captain. It's either you go Rashford or you go Haaland in 23 I think you have to play one of those um and that's purely because you I think that, you want because that's one of my one of my screens <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I guess we'll get to that just discussion later but yeah you have to consider him and he's in the form of his life I must admit there's a few other names here I'm surprised to see like I'm surprised to see Harrison so high mm. Martinelli too like Martinelli there yep. higher than Odegaard and higher him. than Saka yep his XGI is good mm. yep. okay uh, Fernandez is 10th. He's very popular and the name of this uh, stream. He's probably going to be coming into my team. I imagine he's going to be coming into Mark's team. I haven't actually asked him what his moves are. Yeah, because Mark's got Salah. It's very yeah, easy I for think, him to get I Bruno. Think, I can't, I How? Guess, why wouldn't? Yeah, okay. Yep. It's, it's harder for those that got De Bruyne though because you could go De Bruyne to Bruno and back to De Bruyne oh, I but I don't like, like using two transfers on that. Nah, I don't like it. Especially when you look at Spurs' defensive data as well. I think, I think yeah. De Bruyne could do all right in that. I can see the logic, but I, w- I wouldn't be doing it. Personally. Me neither. No. Yeah. Uh, Casemiro is an interesting one. 0.53 next year, non-penalty per 90. No one's really yeah. got him down as a, you know, as a kind of attacking option, but he's got two goals no. and an, uh, no, sorry, two assists and a goal since the restart. And he's only 4.9. Just scored a brace in the FA Cup as well as. Like, they, and he's, I remember the goal he scored for Brazil against Switzerland. I was there at the World Cup. Great goal. He's a DM though. Like what we didn't know he had this in his locker. Sure he scored a few goals at Real Madrid, but yeah, attacking threat. Although with Ericsson out, I don't know, does that help Casemiro get forward a bit more if Fred or McTominay play alongside him? I guess it does a little bit. Um but it also weakens Man United. Um mm. Yeah, I mean Casemiro just feels like he's having a good month in terms of in terms of attacking threat, I don't know if that's long term. I don't know if that's going to going to be sustainable for him, but definitely worth monitoring because he's four point nine. Who was the guy that Leicester had from Italy who was like thirty five, and he he joined them uh, during you know oh Cambiasso Cambiasso remember Cambiasso? yeah Argentinian from yeah. Inter yeah do you remember he, yeah. I mean he I had him he was like scoring yeah. something yeah. every week and he was a DM and he was a DM and I remember like no one was buying him because he was like we're not going to buy a DM but he was a good option. That season, yeah. and maybe Casemiro is is on a similar vein. You know, sometimes we see these DMs who've got the you know the confidence to get forward, bit box to box, the st- and the stats of um, I mean, extra non penalty per ninety of zero point five three for Casemiro. That's impressive. It's impressive. It's good. Hmm, maybe so to- similar to Bruno, and he's half the price. I know exactly. One to consider. Uh, look at Salah. Salah dropping off. I mean, zero point five three isn't like terrible, but compared to where he's been, which has been almost double that for season after season. It is a big drop-off uh, for him. We talked about it earlier. He's got to be a sell, right? You, I, I just yeah. I can't see the justification for keeping him. Easiest sell for me, if he's in your team. I don't like to tell people what to do with their teams, but if you own Salah this week and you don't own Bruno or KDB, it's just a, it's just a very quick and easy sell. 
So yeah, he'll be, he'll be gone for me, Mo Salah. Look, at some point this season, I'm no doubt we'll be buying Mo Salah again, but this isn't his time right now. <laughs> this isn't time to have a Liverpool player. Any Liverpool player, I don't think. No, nope, I agree. Uh, Gakpo's just under him. Same XI non punnip 90 since the restart. Obviously, only had two uh, appearances, but yeah, a shot per 90 of 4.21 for Gakpo is the highest of all midfielders. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. And he's 7.9. He's gone down in price already. Uh, people have been fed up with him after after two games. But yeah, I I, I think he's the one that, that I'd go for. Um, just to mention some of the players that maybe are, are not doing so well. Almiron is, is right down in 31st now. Oh, yeah. uh, I extra, sold him last week, Almiron. Yeah, actually, non-point number 90 of 0.33. I think he scored tonight against Southampton. But yeah, it's the drop-off that we all kind of thought was, was going to happen. Um, I think he's a hard keep. If you still got him, I think he's a as in hard as in it'd be hard to keep him. Yeah, I think especially knowing the Brighton mids Mm. are in the mix, and there's I mean you could go to a Leeds midfielder, you could have a play with a a a Casemiro for example, yeah, Uh, yeah. or even maybe an Anthony. Yeah, well Anthony's Anthony's awesome. This he's thirty third, quite poor, zero point three two. I've not been impressed with Anthony. At all. He looks just like everyone's worked him out already. He's only been there six months. He's been really bad, but... And I'll talk more about him when I'm talking about my transfer plans. Ah, oh, here he we go. He started to look good in the, in, in the Cup. He looked really good in the FA Cup. And the last couple of games, he started to show glimpses. Now, look, I'm not suggesting I want Anthony in my team long-term at all. I definitely don't. But for the double game week, knowing I'm going to be moving that midfield slot to Odegaard the week after, knowing he's got two home fixtures and he's at a price point I can reach, I prefer Anthony to Casemiro for the double, just knowing where he is on the football pitch, knowing that he should be starting both those games. But look, he'll probably be a minutes risk. And if he plays really poorly in the first game, he could be dropped for the Leeds game. Mm. I think Anthony could be a fun punt. I really do. I've seen glimpses there in the cup. But yeah, this Premier League data um, since the restart has been really bad. He was poor against Arsenal. Yeah, he's not for me. I mean, he's he's four starts since the restart. No goals, no assists. Actually, I'm putting number 90 of 0.32. That's, uh, it's, it's all right. But there's, no, there's none of these stats that make me think of jumping out. I mean, he's in the top 10 for shots per 90, but not shots in the box. His chances crazy per 90 is 0.27, which is the lowest of all players... Um, on this list except for Gakpo with zero <laughs> with zero um, but he's not creating chances he's he's taking lots of shots but not in the most dangerous areas his XG non-penalty per shot is 0.09 uh, which is really 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 low yeah not for me um, but you know fun punt for one week you never know yeah you, you, I just back the fact that we haven't seen it as, as as fans of the Premier League but his manager clearly knows what he's doing and his manager went do you know what? Get the cheque out and pay what you need to mm. pay. So Ten Hag's seen something in Anthony that we haven't all been privy to yet. There's clearly a player there. He gets in the Brazil squad. You don't get in the Brazil squad if you're a bad player. So I don't know. Now's probably too premature, but I love a I love a one week pun going against the grain. I don't I don't think I can stretch to Bruno without surgery, and I'm not willing to sell De Bruyne. Anthony just feels like a nice fun pick for one week only. Exciting. Uh, the other player on this list is Rodrigo. Now, there are some rumours coming from the Leeds forums that Rodrigo is injured. Ooh, He's not okay. flagged on FPL yet. It's not confirmed. I don't know what the kind of details are, um, but I thought I'd mention him. He's 39th yeah. on the list, though, 
Uh, five starts, only one goal, 0.29 extra, non-penalty benign. So he's dropped off a lot since since the World Cup, basically. Um, and looking at you know Leeds players, I think there's only one that we're going to consider who we're hmm. going to talk about in the next section. Yeah. yeah. Would you? Would you? What do you think? Just quickly, what do you think about? I mean, Harrison's in fifth. Um, 0.7 XGI non penalty 90 is really, really high, but yeah, not sure I'd go Har- there. Harrison's a big minutes risk as well now, though, because Nonto is 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 a 90 minute man. I'd also just mention in the cup, Bamford looked really good. I know, I know, he's not probably ready to start two games on a sort of Saturday, Wednesday, or Sunday, Wednesday. But Bamford, an amazing assist for the Furpo goal. I think they were playing Accrington got two assists Bamford and I just think Bamford's a really good FPL asset when he's fit mm. yeah it's, it's it's a big it's just a bit too soon I think isn't it for Bamford yeah. he hasn't played at all in the league I think he played 11 minutes maybe in the last game then played in the cup and Nonto was seemingly first choice so yeah, yeah. well let's come on to let's come on to forwards um, but for, before we talk about Nonto let's talk about Eddie Nketiah uh, 6.7 million he is mm. top of forwards uh, since the restart, not only is he top forwards oh, since gosh. the restart, he is top of all players since the restart in terms of xGI non penalty per ninety of 0.97. Uh, his xG non penalty per shot of 0.24 is the highest as well. Uh, his accuracy is fifty percent, crazy high. Conversion twenty one percent, that's good. He's taking shots. He's taking them in the right areas. He's getting six points per ninety. Seeing this what data. More do you need? What makes me seeing this as makes me want to go. I'm going to be taking a four point hit from Ketia next week. Do I just take that four point hit or be curly? Or is going to Goodson Park after Sean Dyche has had him for a week or two a really difficult fixture? But I don't know. I definitely, I definitely will own Ketia for the double if he's fit. Uh, do I go a week early on him? Maybe because this is impressive. He's top of the, he's he's not just top of the charts. He's smashing everyone else at the you moment. You can't ignore it. It's it's the kind of it's the kind of data that you can't ignore. And the there's obviously this kind of Jesus cloud around him because when's he going to come back and and take his his place back because he's going to be first choice. But Enketia can't really be doing any more to justify yeah. his, his selection in the side. And the stats are really good. The fixtures are nice. There's a double game week coming up. I I think I think if you haven't got him. You've got to be thinking about ways ways to get him um, at the moment, which is. Can you wait a week though, As? Can you wait the Everton game? I know Everton are at the bottom of, towards the bottom of the table. We should go. That's a really easy fixture. But do you feel like that first game with Sean Dyche, the fans maybe behind that new appointment, some time on the training ground with his boys, his centre backs. Is it a tricky one? Do you just go? Oh, I'll wait a week and go and catch you for yeah, the double. I think, I think so because I think the priority is is the United players. You know, yeah. with two home games, I think the priority is getting, well, is, is probably getting Shaw, Fernandez, and, and Rashford. If you can't mm-hmm. afford Fernandez, you get in a Casemiro or a or an Anthony, <laughs> like like you kind of say, and go yeah. from there. But and then you look at and then you look at Enketia next. But yeah, I think you probably can wait a week because we're going to be focusing on that on that double. But it's a tricky one because these stats are good. His price is going to keep going up. Yeah, and you've got Havertz there. I'd be tempted. I'd Havertz be isn't doing too poorly though. He features in the top ten. Number eight, number Havertz, eight. and he plays at home to Fulham. It's true. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's to be fair, he's, he's I mean, zero point five four for Havertz. He would be a hard sell, actually. Um, I'm using hard sell in two different ways. It's kind of irritating me. I'm going to stop saying it. Just give me a slap <laughs> if I yeah I say it. Um, Nonto is the one though. He's Twitter's darling of the of the double game week. Yeah, he uh, is. Is when FPL Twitter is a beautiful place when everyone's just like, "Yeah, Nonto, beautiful, five million, 
you know, let's go. The stats aren't <laughs> incredible. 0.31, XGR non penalty per 90. Uh, conversion rate of 9%, which is low. Uh, shot per 90 of 2.31. That's not in the top 10 of, of forwards, for example. Points per 90 of 3.15, not that high. Plays United away. But who cares? He's 5 million. It's a double game week. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, this it all comes down to how you set your squad up. Like, is are you going, what formation are you playing and, and, and where do you want your eighth attacker? Is your eighth attacker an Andreas Pereira, a 4.5 mid, or is it a, a, a budget forward? Um, for me, the Nonto form, he caught my eye before the World Cup and someone in the chat has just said, oh, great, we're going to get a 10-minute monologue from Gianni because he's an <laughs> Italian player. I'll keep it to 60 seconds. But pre-World Cup... He was getting some game time, but wasn't starting. He was eased in. Post-World Cup, I just wanted to see him getting 90 minutes and starts. Well, he's had loads of them. In the five games post-World Cup, he's played 90 minutes in four of those five. He feels as nailed as any Leeds attacker right now. Um, and he's played in a variety of roles. Like He's been playing a lot of, sort of wide left, but he can play behind the forward. He can even play it. It's not his best position, but he has been played as the forward. And he also scored a worldy goal in the FA Cup against Cardiff, I think it was. It was a Paolo mm. Di Canio-style volley. Um, I think he got two in that game. So his data would be way better if we were looking at FA Cup data too. Um, it's a fun pick. I don't think I'll be getting him, but I like the idea of those that are. So the the good things about Donto are he's 5 million. So he, he you know, he, he's cheap. And he, he, if, you, if you take your money out of you know, someone else that lets you push money up into Fernandez, for example. Um, Ferguson's injured, we think now, given that Fabinho tackle. So he's probably the cheapest yeah. kind of starter that, that we've got. It's a tr- it's a tough double though. Nottingham Forest away, that's tough. They're f- so good at home, Forest. And then United away, that's not easy. But the good thing is about him, I mean, 25, when we're losing Newcastle and Brighton players, he's got Southampton at home, good fixture. And in 28, he's got Wolves away, which is a good fixture as well so he'll come into his own in those two games uh, you would have thought when we need him so he's, he's a bit of a long-term hold I just wouldn't be expecting too much from him this week yeah yeah it's fair a good see Mark in the chat has just joined and yes he? Mark you really have good. missed the Jorginho chat I was I was yeah the likes of Sachin were absolutely loving it that's not funny I'm bad at him now there you go <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you've joined for the Nonto chats. There you go. <laughs> yeah, second best. Uh, well, actually, while, while Mark's here, uh, Mark, Mark owned Veg Horse last season, didn't he? I'm sure many people did. Um, he's bottom of all forwards uh, in his two appearances in terms of actually non penalty per 90, 0.07. So if anyone's out there and they're thinking, you know, let's take a punt on Valt Veg Horse, don't. <laughs> Just the data does not support that. Uh, and now watch him go and get a hat trick, which is normally how uh, these things work. Um, right, let's quickly, before we look at predictions and things, uh, look at the United options and triple captain. So mm. this is United options. Uh, Anthony is uh, on here, but mostly we're just looking at Rashford versus Fernandez. I think. I think Rashford is going to be have an EO of, of crazy, crazy high, but Fernandez is going to be one of the most bought players in this week. So basically Rashford is beating Fernandez across the majority of metrics. More touch in the box more shots, double the shots in the box, six big chances compared to one, a better accuracy, more points, more touches in the box, more big chances. All of those things are good. And most importantly, a better uh, minutes per point of 8.47 compared to 6.51 and a better XGI non penalty per 90 of 0.72 to 0.53. Now, a couple of things about Fernandez though. His chances created obviously really high, as you'd expect uh, with him. He's a creative genius. 
what I want to point out to him is look at his baseline bonus per 90, 14.86. Rashford's is 1.1. Wow. (laughs) Basically, what that means is if Fernandez gets anything, he's almost certainly going to get three bonus. Yeah, and we still don't know about penalties because last time they were both on the pitch together, Rashford did take it, but I think he was on a hat-trick and it was like the 90th minute. And I think there's some fan footage of the two of them having a conversation like Rashford's going, can I have it? So Bruno could still have penalty appeal, um, but the baseline's super impressive. And we do know this with Bruno in years gone by when we've all owned him, thinking back to 18 months ago. He just needed an assist and you were like, yeah, three mm. bonus. And the baseline's super, super high because he picks up so many points in the middle of the park there. I do wonder how Ericsson being injured affects Bruno and affects United in general. Um, at the moment, we've seen Ericsson on some of the set pieces with Luke Shaw. So Bruno will pick up some more set pieces. So that's good for him. But I just want to know about that midfield balance and Bruno's responsibilities in that midfield with Ericsson perhaps being replaced by, say, a Fred. Um and I definitely think United will will lose something in the middle because the three of Casemiro, Eriksen and Bruno was yeah. working so well. It's had everything. But look, he's the standout option if you want to compliment Rashford with someone. Would I be looking to say Captain Bruno if I own Bruno and Rash? I wouldn't even be considering it because no. Rashford's just flying at the moment. I agree. <laughs> but there is a little bit of part of me that looks at that baseline bonus. It's a weird way to look at it. But I just think if he gets a goal in both games... Which he could well do, given he's got two decent home games. You know, a goal is, is almost it's a ten worth, pointer. It's almost yeah. worth eight, eight. Yeah, is, is it a ten pointer in both? Whereas Rashford maybe needs a bit more, but then Rashford is a player in form. I don't know. I think it's. I, I think Fernandez isn't being considered as a, as a captain option at all. I haven't seen anyone with the armband, and I'm sure there'll be people in the chat and, and watching this video. Fair, like, absolutely. I don't think it's a terrible option, given it's a what you know, given it's a one game week, double game week, and we see these swings. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I kind of like it, but I'll, I'll probably stick on Rashford. But if you're going to go for Fernandez, I think there are there are some signs, especially if you think he's on pens as well, because we don't we yeah. don't know that. Yeah, the pen the pens really interesting. The fact that Rashford took the last one, but then you add in all the jeopardy of the points I mentioned. It's, I mean, we haven't spoken about column three here, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> we have and I, we, for podcast listeners, we haven't spoken about it because he does not beat Rashford or Fernandez on any stats. No, it looks really bad, but this is Premier League stuff. And the cup game, he la- the last cup game, literally three, four days ago, he looked bright, Anthony. And look, I can't afford someone like a Bruno. Um, and I still think you can play the fixtures and go, if you can't reach Bruno and you want that third United asset and you're selling an Alma on, for example, you can still go for Casemiro, you can still go for Anthony because the fixtures are there for one cheeky return. And the four minutes points, it's still you. It's an easy seven eight pointer. I think Anthony's really, really got a return talk, in him. Really trying to talk yourself into this, aren't you? <laughs> I am. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm. I just. I, I'm backing that Ten Hag knows what he's doing, and he's bought. He's paid crazy money. I don't mm. see 80, 90 million. He's going to come good, and at some point he's going to come good. And I want to be on. I want to be. I, I like the fact of I could be on this player when no one else is. That's the fun of FPL, right? It's the bragging rights with your mates when you pick a differential that no one else has got. And knowing I'm only looking for a one-week punt with Man United midfield anyway, because I want Odegaard or Saka, I think I might go there. I'm excited to see. Ending up with Anthony and Havertz. Wow, that'll be um, exciting. Um, As is this data good enough for you to triple captain Rashford or Bruno? 
Well, it's funny you should ask that, Jenny, because that leads us beautifully on to our final section before we get into the predictions. And this is who to triple captain. So you mentioned it earlier. For me, if you've still got the chip and you haven't used it like you did a few weeks ago. (laughs) Eight uh, points. Thank uh, you, Harland. I think think it's quite (sighs) obvious that it's either Rashford this week or Harland next week. I don't think we're going to get a better option than this. City have still got them to play for. They've got this massive game against Arsenal and a a good-looking home game against Villa Um, in that. I think Rashford's got the two home games. I I think you could save it, but I don't know what else you'll want, you know? Like, it's either you go for Rashford with these two home games where he could hit big scores in both, or you go for Haaland, who's almost certainly going to play both of these games and is Haaland. Um, So, yeah, to me, it's it's between them both. Looking at the stats, probably no surprise since the restart, Haaland uh, is is top. of, of basically everything. XJ 9.90, Haaland is 0.94 compared to Rashford's 0.72. Um, minutes per points, Rashford's actually higher, but they're both around the eight uh, mark. XG per shot, uh, which again indicates how good the, the chances are. Haaland's better, 0.24 compared to 0.19. You could argue that Haaland's actually underperformed um, from what we've seen him do in the past. I mean, they've got the hatchery against Wolves, but before that, there were some question marks being around. But look at that, I mean, big chances, 13 for Haaland. Rashford's had six. So more than double the, the big chances. He has nearly double the shots in the box. Uh, you know, touching the box is about the same. Anyway, the, the stats basically point to Haaland as being the better option. The yeah. big difference is the fixtures, though. I mean, I've, I've highlighted the blue and the red here, so you can see. So City have obviously got Arsenal and Villa. Arsenal, one of the best defences in the league. You'd expect that to be quite a cagey game, given that Arsenal just don't want to lose it. If they can get through that with a draw, they'll be happy. Villa are a funny side. That could be an absolute spanking. Who knows? But they're kind of mid-table. But the United fixtures are good. Palace are 15th um, since the restart, conceding you know 1.58 uh, non-pinnable 90. And Leeds are 19th, so even worse, 1.77. You'd expect United to score goals in both of those games. You'd expect Rashford to be involved because he's their best player, arguably the best player in the league in terms of form at the moment. It's a it is a really tough one. I think I I can't decide. I'm I had it on triple captain on on Rashford until today. I've taken it off him, but I don't know. I I, I just I like these two home games for United. What do you yeah. think? Sorry, I've been I've been rambling I, on for ages, but um, no, yeah. no, you're you're thinking out loud, mate. That's the beauty of it. Um... I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I don't know. It's a good spread. Saturday, Wednesday, the United double. So, and they're both homes. There's no travel time in there. Saturday, Wednesday is a good... A good time to go, yeah, Rashford should be good value for 180 minutes. Haaland, for example, plays, I think it's Sunday, Wednesday, with all with the Champions League around the corner as well. We've just seen against Wolves, he got 61 minutes. He got a hat-trick in that game. Um, I don't know. What do you think, in terms of minutes, you're going to get from Haaland? You're probably going to take 130, 140. You could get 120. He's going to start both. Um, so, look, 120 of Haaland or 180 of Rashford, taking into account these stats, would you still 
is it still a debate? I, think, I still think it is. I think I would still go 120 minutes of Haaland. Um, but that's just because United are a team that I perhaps don't trust in the same way I trust Man City. And perhaps I don't trust Rashford. Like I trust Haaland, who is just... An in, he's, he, we haven't seen a player in FPL probably like Haaland yet. It's hard to say after six months, but I don't think we have. Um, so for me, it would be Haaland. I'd be waiting. But I completely understand those that want to go Rashford. Also, United just struggled against Crystal Palace. It I know did, that was at Sellers Park. That was only two, three weeks ago, wasn't it? But the Leeds game's got goals. If you go in Rashford, it's because of the Leeds game. Leeds versus United, that's going to be two all, three all, isn't it? It's a really tricky one because I, I think Haaland, Haaland starts both, obviously. And I'm not too worried about his minutes because he's going to play the 90 against Arsenal. Or at least eighty against Arsenal. I mean, it's the Villa game, but he's only going to get subbed off in the Villa game if he's if they're like three 0 up, and if they're three 0 up, he's probably scored all three. So it's a re- it's a really that Villa game for City is really really appealing because because they're at home for it, and we know what they're they're capable of at home. I just think across the two games, I would probably expect United to score more goals. Yeah, because I think they could get two against Palace, and I think they could get three potentially against Leeds. I can't remember what I've gone for in the predictions, but that's. That that could happen, whereas I'm expecting the Arsenal game to be to be a lot cagier. We could debate this all night. I don't know what the answer <laughs> is. Um, I think I think Rashford has the potential for a bigger haul than Haaland, which higher ceiling, di- higher ceiling, which is difficult to say with Haaland. But I think with that Arsenal game being so difficult, I think you're you're banking on Haaland getting those points against Villa. Whereas I'd expect Rashford to get something against Palace and then I'd be really confident of him going against Leeds. As well. What's your percentage chance then? Are you are you 50-50 or are you 60-40 one way or the other? 60-40 Rashford, I think. Yeah. 60-40 Rashford, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's also, we haven't spoken about, Rashford getting an extra point every clean sheet and an extra point every goal. They they do add up when 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 comparing a midfielder and a forward. Mm, that's very stating well. the obvious. I know, but it's what over over two weeks. It it really also Haaland, could he get a fifty nine or sub sixty in one of them? Strong possibility. It's amazing that you go into this. You look at the points. Say say points was your only kind of metric. They've had forty six points since the restart each. Exactly the same. <laughs> Doesn't help at all. Um, but Haaland has just had the hat trick. I I, I think I think it's really tricky. I'm I'm leaning towards Rashford for it just given that it's two home games and I think United win both, but it could change. Anyway, that's probably not very helpful. Yeah. yeah well, Let's easy know. decision this week for those that those that are at least looking to captain. I think the world and their dog are going to captain Rashford, yeah. whether you've got triple captain or not. Well, exactly. And they're going to, and they're going to captain Haaland the week after. So, yeah. you know, but like I keep saying, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the triple captaincy is only worth the points that that player gets. So. Yeah, my advice to anyone not sure is don't stress too much about it. Like, in my opinion, the other chips are, are worth a little bit more stress. Yeah. But triple captain, it is, it's left or right, it's X or Y. It's one of these two weeks. I wouldn't be holding it further than this. Um, and and just, just, just back your instincts on it. I, it's I it's not very, a big deal. I would be very surprised if there's a 20-point difference between Haaland and yeah. Rashford, for example, yeah. over these two weeks. Because it's so close and, and tight between them. Um, I wish we knew who, if we knew 100% that Rashford was on penalties that would really help I think because mm. it would be very frustrating if you triple captain Rashford and then Fernandez steps up and takes <laughs> it I think Rashford's got him personally but yeah that's not what a lot, a lot of people in the chat are saying that they think it's Fernandez. anyway let us know let us know in the chat let us know in the comments um, whether you've used a chip like Janny whether you're going to be using on Rashford 
whether you're going to be using it in Haaland or if you are going to go against everything I'm saying and you're going to wait and see. And use it on something yeah, else. there's tons of there's tons of doubles to come, yeah. both big and smaller doubles. Obviously, the bigger doubles will be looking at wild cards and free hits and bench boosts, but there will be other smaller doubles later in the season. Yep. Uh, right, predictions. Let's move on to these. Um, Mark and I. Mark, as you're watching, you need to send me your predictions because you haven't, which was... Oh, I love that I get to have a go at this. So you get to have a go I've at this. I've watched it every week and go, oh no, I think it's going to be 2-1. There I am. Like, Yeah, well, I'm the, actually adding to it. The aim is 50%, which is about yeah. what Mark and I get every season. Uh, last week, we both got 50%. We both predicted five outcomes out of 10. Uh, Mark got two correct scores. I got one. Mark is beating me overall with outcomes. 53.3%, which is the highest uh, we've ever had it. So he's doing very well. Uh, I'm on 49.5. I need to get up a little bit more. Um, I'm getting 10% correct outcomes, which is quite good. Mark's yeah. So, yeah, about 50% about fifty and about 10% correct scores. That That's about where we've been at for about three years doing these. Um, so let's see how you go. We need to create like a guest league to see, you know, you know like they do on um, BBC Sport where they like. Yeah, yeah. Although you don't want to be shown up, mate. Well, we <laughs> get shown up anytime a guest comes on, Jenny. You do. I think you're having a, a stellar episode, actually. Yeah. Very yeah, and guys, if you are enjoying the episode or you like even my appearance on, please hit that like button. Share us your support. Very good, very good. And actually, we can we can reveal that we are in talks for a regular feature on uh, Black Box of you and I. Exclusive, exclusive. Um, <laughs> yeah, hoping that we can do something which is like kind of once the the games are finished, uh, like on Monday morning or Tuesday morning, uh, you and I can just jump on Black Box twenty minutes and just chat about what we've seen and early thoughts and. Stuff like that. So again, if that's something people be interested in, uh, let us know. And if you're not yeah, interested in drop it, a comment. We're probably going to do it This anyway. is not to replace Mark, anyone. For those oh, no. thinking, oh no, is this going to be a break? This would be an additional show. It so yeah, pretty cool. An additional little show. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, so predictions. Game week 22. So you've, we talked about Chelsea and all the new signings. I've gone for a 1-0 uh, Fulham. You've gone for a 2-0. So both backing comfortable Chelsea wins. We're going Chelsea clean sheets as well, mate, which yeah. seems seems to be becoming a thing. And Reese James is back training soon, so you know we might be investing in, in Reese again uh, in the not too distant. Yeah, I yeah I don't I mean Fulham, I still can't believe when I look at the league table that Fulham are seventh. <laughs> it's it's, un, it's an unbelievable season for them. Yeah, um, they're just effective, aren't they? They've got Mitrovic and and they've got a, a, a side that that plays well, but. I kind of just keep thinking that bubble's going to burst. I think they, they, they will create problems against against Chelsea. Mitrovic is going to relish playing against those centre backs, but Chelsea. Yeah. Enough. This because this round of fixtures was played a few weeks ago. We know we know what some of these fixtures were like in in the reverse. And Chelsea Fulham was the game. Jao Felix made his debut and got sent off. Mm. And Chelsea were looking like the better team. They really were. Um, and then the Jao Felix red and and Fulham. I think had, had just. A, completely like ran the game from then on but until that point Chelsea were looking fairly comfortable so for me I, I think I can see Chelsea dominating this football match again home advantage matters yep uh, Everton Arsenal I've gone for a 2-0 you've gone Ooh. for a 1-0 Arsenal you're thinking a cagey one then you're thinking the Dyche effect comes in I think it in. will be mate I yeah. just think and I don't know if new manager bounce is a thing but for Sean Dyche I just feel like he'll be let's set the priorities up early. What are the priorities? This team needs to stop leaking goals. It's far easier when a new manager joins a club to get that defence improved than it is to get your team to score goals. So managers often start from the back and work their way forward. So 
Sean Dyche, we know what he's going to do. He's going to have him on lockdown. And we know Dyche ball, it's a 4-4-2, but it's a very defensive, rigid 4-4-2 and narrow. And I think that Everton back line, I think, will be much improved. But they are going up against, we've seen the stats earlier, the league's best attack by country miles. Mm. So, look, I think I might be selling a, a Martinelli, for example, this week and going without Arsenal attack for one week only, which feels like a risk. Um, but I'm back in Dyche. I think it'll be cagey. Interesting appointment, Deitch. I've, I don't know what the length of contract is, but I hope they haven't committed to a long-term deal because surely they only want him to stay up and mm. they're not interested in a long-term Deitch ball. But good appointment to keep them in the league, I think. Yeah, I mean, Burnley sacking him was, was interesting, wasn't it? Given all he'd done for them and then they didn't stay up anyway. So he's yeah. clearly got something to prove. Again, I, I look at their team and I just I can't see how they're going to stay up. I, I don't like it. There's... They're too unbalanced. and They haven't got any real winners, any real match winners in the side. Lost Gordon as well, weaker. I don't know. I, I still think they're going to go down, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Villa Leicester. Uh, I've gone for a Villa win here, 2-1. You've gone for a one all. I mean, we're not really backing too many players in these. I mean, who, who have people got out of these? No one. Ward. <laughs> That's about it, isn't it? No, yeah. I mean, Madison is back fit, which will be interesting in a couple of weeks, maybe. Because he is just head and shoulders oh, in that Leicester team, isn't he? Ridiculous. New, I mean, new, I new, know new, he's new one of your faves. Yeah. I know he's one of your faves. And it, it'll be gone in the summer, won't he? But he's going to have the last few months at Leicester. And I've no doubt it'll be on our watch list soon. Being be linked to City today. Yeah, well. I saw that. He keeps getting linked to Newcastle. He's going to get a big move, I think. He's, yeah. he's, he's too good for Leicester, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Brentford, Southampton. I've gone for a 2-1 Brentford. You've gone for a 1-0. Yeah, but it's good to see we're both we're, we're similar choices. Similar. But I think I think Southampton having an away game again tonight. So they've had to travel to Newcastle. I think this isn't a team that's used to playing twice a week. Um, so I, th- I think knowing it's a Saturday 3pm slot, I think it's a, another away game as well for Southampton. I can't see anything but a Brentford win. Nope, same. Uh, Brighton Bournemouth, I've got a bit overexcited here. I think <laughs> I've gone for 4-0. <laughs> we both went big though. Yeah, both went big. You've got you gone for a 3-0. I just think we should win this comfortably. Like we are a yeah. better team than Bournemouth uh, across the board. So we'll probably lose. <laughs> You're not captain in Matoma again, are you? <laughs> no, not not with a double. Not with a double. But... but you've got to expect you've got to expect something from Matoma in this game because he's been that good and the fixture's there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, yeah. I mean, the, the Leicester game was interesting. We, we just about scraped a draw in that. I thought we'd win that comfortably. And then we go off and play Liverpool and, and put in the kind of performance that then. But yeah, I don't know. I just think we should we should beat Bournemouth um, in this. Maybe 4-0 is a bit, <laughs> a bit ambitious though. Uh, United Palace, I've gone for a 3-0 United here. Mm. Which again, you know, okay, they drew uh, only, what, a week ago. But this is a different game now. This is a, at home. Palace have got some injuries as well. I like yeah, United. you're I going like for. They didn't have Casemiro. You really do like United at the moment, don't you? Like you, you're you're gone. You've gone three 0 and then you've gone two 0 for the Leeds game. So you're mm. going United in the double game week to, yeah. to score five and concede zero. And you're considering triple captain Rashford and you're buying Bruno. So yeah, I you're know. very pro United at the minute. I don't know. I'm not so pro United, but maybe that's just me because I never really am. Um, I think they. I think they beat Crystal Palace, but I. I don't think it's a gimme. I get slated week after week after week do. for not in, for not like it's nothing to do with my hatred for United. I was a boyhood United fan, in, in fact. Um, Ten Hag has got them playing well. They've got a good team. They, they've got an identity. I, I, li- I like what I'm seeing from them, and I think Palace and Leeds are, are two good fixtures. 
for them. So yeah, I've I've gone quite hard, but I've got to because I'm yeah tripling up. Yeah, I'm going for it. I tell you, my, my, my transfers are interesting. Cause I'm actually having to sell a United player to make the transfers that I want. Okay, um, but I'll still end up with three United players. So there you go. You can try and work out uh, what that is. Uh, Wolves Liverpool. Well, this probably would have been the Garden Centre game if uh, they were playing at a, a TV time, but it's not. I've gone for a one nil Liverpool. You've gone for a nil nil. Yeah, I think this might be a bore draw. What Both these teams at the moment are struggling to score goals. Like Wolves really struggle to score goals. And at the moment, it's a tough fixture for Liverpool because of the way they've been playing. So yeah, I I think I think this might be a garden centre game. I've seen some comments. Um, <laughs> so yeah, nil-nil for me. I, I, I won't be watching this one and it is a three, it's, it's not a TV game, thank, thank goodness. Yeah, well, the, the garden centre game I've gone for is the Newcastle-West Ham game. Uh, which is on Sky Sports at five thirty. I've gone for a two 0 Newcastle. You've gone for a one nil. Garden Centre's closed by that time, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of them open till six, so you, oh, can, get, okay. you can get in there early. That's yeah, that's true though. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's literally. I mean, it's, it's not going to be a lot of FPL involved. No one's got West Ham players. Yeah, People we just want a clean Almer. sheet, don't we? We just want the clean sheet, exactly. And that is I think a load will be game. selling Almiron. If they've still got Almiron, and, and look, loads do, I think Almiron's like 40% owned. And when I sold him last week, I was a little bit nervous because I did. I was very conscious he was in everyone starting 11 still. But I've seen his price drop once, if not twice, in the last week or two. So I'm guessing that ownership's going to shoot mm. down. And I think loads will want to move to a Matoma. Some might want to move to a... Uh, a United mid like a uh, Casemiro or an Anthony I don't know I think I, I don't think I'll be worried about not owning Almiron this week but yeah Newcastle clean sheet's always nice but if you just own Trippier never feels nice anymore because his EO is always around 100 so you have to have double you have to have a Pope or a Botman or a Shah um, and I'm looking forward to getting to the point where I can own that second Newcastle defender yep agreed uh, Forest Leeds next big game uh, for Forest They've been so good at home lately. I've gone for a one-all. You've gone for a two-all. Yeah, I think there's goals. Look, mm. Forest home form's decent, isn't it? Like Mark will tell us, he it's their home form that's going to keep them up if they stay up. But I always back leads to score. Same. Uh, Spurs City. Interesting game. Spurs against City. I mean, they were winning that game, weren't they, a few weeks ago and then bottled it and lost it. Uh, they're at home this time. City losing Cancelo. Bit of unrest. No. I've gone for I've gone for a comfortable win, two 0 You've gone for a two one. Yeah, I think I think it might be. I went two one, but I still think City will look fairly comfortable. I think it'll be one mm. of those where City are perhaps cruising two 0 and Spurs get a goal, and then a bit like a bit like the other the reverse fixture. It'd be really interesting to see what happens. I know we keep coming back to Cancelo, but you've got to think what's that going to do to the rest of the squad because yeah, they're either going to be pissed off that they've lost one of their best players to Bayern. Or they're going to rally around Pep, which I assume is what's going to happen, and be like, well, mm. he was, you know, causing a fast, causing a stink, wasn't playing well, and, you know, we're putting faith in other players. So I'm imagining it's going to be that, and we might see a reaction. So, interesting. Yeah, I've, I read one of those gossip columns sort of comments about a week ago saying some senior players at Man City are annoyed at Pep for not being in the 11 often, and it mentioned Cancelo. I didn't ever think, oh, this means he's going to leave. But it mentioned Cancelo, and it mentioned... Bernardo Silva and again Bernardo's another one that's not been walking into the 11 no. he's been playing Gundogan a lot and again like Bernardo and Cancelo both Portuguese lads probably very close 
and I wonder if there's some some sort of click there. Maybe with you could even argue Ruben Diaz as well, a fellow Portuguese. And I don't know if I'm clutching at straws here, but I do wonder if they're all a little bit disgruntled and they'll they'll be annoyed that their mate's gone off to Germany now. So yeah, I'm going to monitor that that Bernardo Foden situation. As well? I mean, what is going on with Foden? Is he going to be happy just playing a bit part? I mean, Foden before the World Cup, when we all bought him, he, he started one in five in the Premier League. It's, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, if you know, there's we've seen managers, high-profile managers, do this in the past. Conte's done it, Mourinho's done it, kind of alienating players a bit and kind of forcing them out a little bit. My sense is that Pep knows what he's doing because he's, you know, arguably the greatest manager of all time. Um, but you know, that's that's a couple of players now who I think there's going to be a bit of unrest with. It'd be interesting to see how he kind of manages that. Yeah, uh, going forward. So yeah, interesting. It's a big game. Big game for, for both clubs. Uh, and then finally, yeah. United v Leeds. I've gone for two. No, you've gone for two all. It's exciting. Yeah, this game's always got fire. This is Leeds' biggest game, this. Um, and look, it's a big game for United. There's history there. Uh, Yorkshire, Lancashire. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not so hot on United, maybe, at the moment. Mm. Clearly. And so. Leeds, Leeds, are, Leeds are always loads of fun, aren't they? So... I hope it's two all. Um, the smart money is on United, of course, and perhaps yeah, your favourite there with your two nil prediction. My father-in-law's a Leeds fan, as so I've got a little bit of a soft spot for him because I know he's so happy to see him back in the Premier mm. League, and he he's so big on Leeds doing well. He's he's and he plays he's playing FPL for the second season ever, and for for him and his Premier League experience, I always want Leeds to do well. So maybe that's my heart ruling my head. Yeah. Uh, interesting one. I mean, it's the defensive data for Leeds that's so poor. They're going to have to score goals and I haven't been too impressed with them attacking-wise uh, either. But maybe McKinney comes in and strengthens them and you know, we, yeah. see it, we see it. Yeah, again, really, it's a, it's a really interesting game week, this. I think there's a lot of games here that, that I like the look of. I like the Brighton game. I like the Everton, the Arsenal game. That's interesting. I like the double for United. I think the Spurs-City game is interesting. Forest is an interesting game. Interesting is the word I'd use to describe yeah. it. Yeah. Delia mentions about um, uh, I've mentioned Anthony and it's a fair point I'm not so hot on United but here I am saying I'm probably buying Anthony and I guess that shows because if I was really hot on United I'd be bringing Bruno in but to Mm. bring Bruno in I need surgery and I'm not willing to go there and I'm not willing to sell De Bruyne for it I'm still I've still got United here to score three goals yeah yeah over the both fixes Anthony it's fascinating I wasn't expecting you to say him. I mean, I might not. I'm not sold on the Anthony move, but that's that's oh, the no, move I'm looking you, you at. You can't come on Blackbox and talk about Anthony for a whole episode and then not get him. That's yeah. You know, oh, against... as we've both been on the FPL show <laughs> and talked about transfers we've not made. Oh, well, no, not not after Lee got in trouble. I've, I've... <laughs> I know. Yeah. So we were briefed, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> if you're not going to bring someone in, don't bloody say that you're going to bring him in. Yeah. Yeah. Poor old Lee. <laughs> uh, right, Captain Matrix. I haven't uh, got all the captain data because I pretty much presented that in the uh, United Options section because I think I have got Haaland in the primary candidates, but realistically, I think we're all going to be going for Rashford um, or maybe Fernandez. I, I, I just think that's how it's going to be. I mean, you could go for Notto if you really fancy someone different or De Gea. Saka there at Everton. They're the kind of six that I've picked out, but I think it's hard to build a case against Rashford or Fernandez. Um Game week 23, I mean, it gets less interesting now because I think we're all going to go Haaland uh, in game week yeah. 23 for the double. Saka's there. Differentials, Mares, then Ketia, but you're, you're probably going to stick on Haaland. And then it's Haaland versus Forrest. You're going to go for him. You've got a hat-trick against them early in the season. And then it's Haaland versus Bournemouth in 25. So 
I think, unfortunately, our next four captains are pretty easy picks. Rashford and then Haaland three times. Yeah, I'm with you. I wish this was a conversation. I mm. wish this was a... We were spending 10, 15 minutes on this slide. But this season, at the moment with these doubles, it really isn't It really isn't needed this week, is it? And I, and I hope next season and later in the season it becomes more interesting because captaincy is such a major part of the game. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, not the well, moment. Well, you know, I tried to be clever. Go for Matoma. He scored a goal, got, got 10 points. I thought, lovely stuff. And then he doesn't... And then he doesn't even match Haaland, who gets a hat-trick. So very dangerous to, to go against the top options. So yeah, we won't spend too much time on that. Um, let's take a look at our teams. So this is how I'm currently set up. Uh, I've got Kepper in goal, the double Newcastle defence, Trippier and Botman, uh, and Shaw, who has been ill for a while, but might be all right, we hope, <laughs> uh, coming in. Uh, De Bruyne and Rashford, currently not triple-captained. Uh, Odegaard, Matoma, Kudazewski, Haaland, Kane. Annoyingly, I've got Martial. Who's, who's mm. on the bench, but doesn't look like he's going to be ready. But um, it'll, it'll probably feature over yeah, the double. I don't think it's it's enough. Yeah, uh, my bench yeah. is awful. I mean, my bench is Ward, Martial, Bueno, and, and Patterson, <laughs> which which isn't great. So what I'm thinking is Kulu to Fernandez, but to do that, I'd have to downgrade someone. Yeah, I was going to do Martial to Ferguson, but now he's done his Achilles. Uh, okay. So I can't afford Notto. So the only way I can afford Notto is if I take a minus eight and I do Shaw down to Martinez. Ooh. <laughs> so that would basically get me Martinez, Fernandez and Notto. The problem with Notto, though, is I don't know who I'd play him over. Yeah. Because I've got Kane, Haaland, De Bruyne, Rashford, Odegaard and Matoma. So... That's why I said the Notto buy is all about, is he your seventh or your eighth attacker? And if he's coming in as your eighth attacker, you're going to have a benching dilemma yeah. every week. Your eighth attacker should ideally be a Greenwood or a Ferguson or it's an Andreas Pereira, someone you can rely on in the blanks. I don't know. I mean, Leeds do play in the blanks. So that's well, a that's, positive That's the tone kind of idea. But it's, it's a similar position to you in which I can't get to Fernandez that easy. Um, my other option is, I mean, I, I want to wait for, for news on, on Ferguson. Um, or maybe I just get some fodder and just do Fernandez in or I just keep Martial and hope he plays but then don't get Fernandez. and I think Fernandez is, is a great differential this week so I, all I know is I'm, I'm not selling De Bruyne so that, that's that's definitely yeah. not happening yeah uh, and and you do want to sell Kulu don't you yeah because you've got Kane as well, well the, you don't the other want thing the Spurs is, double up the, the other thing is I want to get Saka in for the double and I can't afford to do Kulusevski to Saka with a straight swap so I need yeah, to free up you... some money from that so for example, if I do the Martial, Kulusevski and Shaw crazy move, then that means I could easily do Fernandez down to Saka next week. You're so, in a bit of a pickle here, mate, because you're not going to have triple Arsenal or triple City for their double. Well, you are, because you'll buy one of them, but you're not going to have six players in that no. double either. Unless, unless I get in Lewis and someone else. Um, <sighs> Is no, Bruno but... really worth this, mate? Because you could be saving some of these moves to get th Rico Lewis and Nketiah, or Rico Lewis and Nketiah... And Saka, yeah, no, I know. I mean, you could argue. Not. I mean, if I do, if I do Martial to Enketia, like some people are saying, then I can't afford Saka. <laughs> and Saka, I think, is is really important for that double. Um, uh, I don't know. You've it's got options. Do you know what? this is really interesting for FPL at the moment because so many teams have got ten different avenues they could go down. There is no obvious move here for your team. No. We've all got different thoughts. The chat's really useful. Some good suggestions in there. 
But there is no obvious one here. Because bringing Bruno in isn't obvious for your setup. Knowing you're not willing to sell De Bruyne, it's surgery. <laughs> I mean, the, the option... I mean, I, I could do Martial to Nketiah and get him in place for the double. But then who do you bench if you've got Nketiah in your squad? You, well, you bench Kulusevski. Yeah, I bench Kulu. But and then, then I, would you have the funds to go Kulu to Saka no. next week? No. No. So then I'd have to take a hit anyway. I don't know. Mm. It's tricky. Thank you for the comments. Let me know what you think I should do. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I want Fernandez. That's that's the key thing. Um, Selling Kane would be... Yeah, Souvenings just said that Kane to Nketiah, Kulu to Bruno. If you're willing to sell Harry Kane... Yeah. Am I willing to sell Harry Kane? No, that's a good option. I hadn't really thought about selling Kane, actually. His fixtures are really good after City, though, aren't they? Oh, oh it's man. Leicester in 23. Now. Loves a goal against Leicester. He loves Leicester. a goal against Leicester. Yeah. That is an option, though. I could, I could, I could sell Kane. Kane oh, to Nketiah, to Bruno. I do quite like that. Yeah, but oh. in 26, he is Wolves, then Forest, then Southampton, then Everton. He goes on an unbelievable run of fixtures. Sell Kane. Everyone says in the chat, sell Kane. I hadn't thought about that. Interesting. I will consider it. Thank you, yeah. uh, everyone. Uh, let's take a look at your team. Uh, you've got Kepper in goal, Trippier, Shaw and White. De Bruyne, Martinelli, Rashford currently... Oh, well, it has to be single captain. You haven't got the triple anymore. Uh, March, <laughs> uh, you've got Kane, you've got Haaland and you've got Havertz and you've got Ake, Andreas and Patterson on your bench. What are you thinking? I am thinking... I'm thinking Martinelli out. Mm. Um, and the reason I'm willing to sell Martinelli is I want to upgrade him to Odegaard or Saka. Mm. So you got money in the I, bank? Yeah, I've got 1.2, 1.3 in the bank. I've got enough. These are my, these, this is my top line thoughts. Martinelli to Anthony. Anthony to either Odegaard or Saka next week and Havertz to Nketiah. So Havertz to Nketiah allows... I've still got enough money in the bank to upgrade that Martinelli-Anthony slot to Saka if I want to. So I could have Saka or Odegaard next week. It'd mean taking a four-point hit for the third Arsenal asset next week. Happy to do that for the double. Um, I'd love Bruno this week, but I'm not willing to sell Kane and I'm not willing to sell De Bruyne. So, yeah, there I am. Um, the other option is... I leave Martinelli where they are. I go with just two United. Um, or if we think Martial was going to be out, and I think he's returned to training, um, I could go Havertz to say Veghorst. If I saw, thought Veghorst oh was going to start both in the you double, I could have a punt on Veghorst. But <laughs> oh, I definitely, no. and then and that would be one week only, and then it'd be Veghorst to Enketia. But no, I think I'm going to sell Martinelli, mate. I think I'm done with him. Mm. I sold Almiron last week, which felt a little bit early, earlier than most. And I think I'll be selling Martinelli earlier than most. But knowing Arsenal's run of fixtures, being on the right Arsenal assets is so, so important. And I still don't know if it's Saka or Odegaard, but I know it ain't Martinelli. It's one of those two. I think Martinelli to the sideways move is, is just, it makes sense because they are better options than him, unfortunately, with, with Trossard coming in. So... You kind of, you think, oh, I'll just keep him. But actually, you're going to lose out in the long run because the options are, are better, I think. Really tricky yeah. one, though. I again, I don't know. I look at your team and I don't really know what I do. I look at my team. Let me know yeah, it's, it's not obvious. Easy. I've only got one free transfer as well. Loads have got two. Loads saying sell Havertz. Fulham, I, I don't know. know. This is my Chelsea bias. It's the home advantage to Fulham. And the Friday night football, I want to watch that game and mm. I, want to ha I want to be invested. So Havertz is going to stay another week. Also, penalties. Can you just promise me one thing, Jenny? I won't buy Vegas. Thank, <laughs> <laughs> Thank no, you. I'd need to be told that he's going to get 180, going to start both. And I'm not sure he does. So yeah, there we go. Vegas hat trick confirmed off the back of this. Uh, Mark, if your moves are, what you're thinking. Um, so do let us know. 
Yeah. Oh, my thing's frozen. Can you see the screen? My whole computer's uh, frozen. Uh, yeah, you are frozen. Oh, I'm back. That was weird. Uh, anyway, it says, are we still on? Are we still live? Yeah, it says live. Encoding overloaded. What the hell does that mean? Oh, wow. Maybe Mark can tell us. Uh, oh, everything's broken. There we go. You're back. back. We're back. That was weird. I don't know what happened there. I've never seen that happen before. Uh, hopefully we're back. Can anyone hear us? Frozen. Frozen. We back. It came with a huge error in the middle of my screen saying encoded overloaded. And I have no idea what that means. Uh, back. Sorry. Okay. Well, we need it done anyway. Uh, this is Mark's team. It's Kepper and Goal. It's Trippier, Estupanian, Shaw and Ake. Uh, Rashford, Salah, Saka, Odegaard, Haaland, Enketia. He's benching Mitrovic. He's benching the new Spaniard, Doty, hmm. uh, and Andreas. And he's benching Edison as well, uh, which never quite feels right. But it's a strong team. I mean, yeah. Mark, I don't think Mark's in the chat anymore, but I imagine he's doing Salah to Fernandez. I can't. It's I, such a simple move. And I know easy. he's being a bit different in recent weeks and wants differential moves, but that one feels obvious, doesn't it? Has he got one transfer or two? I think he's got one. Okay, yeah. So that, that feels obvious. And he's well set for next week because. He's got the three best Arsenal, yep, and he's got already two, three City in play, so City. he's got six over the double. Yeah, and he's and he's going to be happy with Ake and, and Cancelo's. You know, Stones is injured, Cancelo's gone. He's got to be confident of, of a couple of starts for Ake. So, yeah, I think he, I think he's in a in a good position. Sort of yeah. Salah to Fernandez is is the easy move, but maybe he's got something more exciting on his team. People saying that my stream rejected you mentioning Veghorst. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I saw that comment. Love that. Which is excellent. Uh, black Box Leagues. Um, so shout out to Mark Bleakley, who is leading uh, the Black Box League. Uh, we've got Andrew Shaw uh, in second. Um, Tom Epidali. Uh, sorry for butchering all these names in third. Uh, Zvanung Arneson in fourth. Aidan O'Driscoll in fifth. Hayden Gray in sixth. Tom Rizzullo in seventh. Tejas Droshi in eighth. Ali Yangagirov in ninth. And Chris Glover uh, in 10th, if you're not signed up to the Black Box League, uh, please join. The code is 3V7DQ9. Uh, we'd love to uh, win that again, like we did last year, which was great. Um, but yeah, congratulations to everyone in the top 10, having absolute... Some good ranks. Yeah, absolutely. Flying. Putting oh, us to shame in the great and the good. I mean, look at these 10. Oh, no. <laughs> let's, let's see how, how high up the, the top guy actually is. I think he's definitely... I think he's in the top... top 10k uh, top 1k sorry uh, he is yeah, 1436 he's going to be yeah uh, he is 23rd in the world wow yeah fair play Mark <laughs> keep at it absolutely flying and a 25 point uh, gap in the black box as well uh, Mark is in the chat um, he says he's doing Salah to Bruno what a surprise we called that uh, beautiful right Jani you have been absolutely fantastic I've loved it, mate. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for all those in the chat with all your great comments throughout the, the last couple of hours. Like you've kept us going, uh, provided entertainment. And uh, yeah, I was delighted to get the call up, mate. As I said, I'm a big fan of, of Black Box. So to, to come on for my first guest appearance was awesome. And it's way past your bedtime with the baby. So Mate, I've actually got, funny story, I've got Ed, not many, some will know Ed, I've got Ed outside my house going, can you let me in? <laughs> Amazing. Well, you didn't even let him in, just, just didn't put a key behind the mat or anything. He said just... the door's locked. I said, just let yourself in. I, was, I think Cam must have locked the door. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Well, you, you better go let uh, Ed in. Um, yeah, Jenny and I will be hopefully from next week doing our little 20 minute uh, videos, which will all be 
basically Monday or Tuesday, depending on when the, the games end. Uh, thanks everyone in the chat. Please make sure you're liked and subscribed. Like the episode and subscribe to the channel um, as well. And yeah. we will see you all very soon. Cheers, guys. See you later. I need to find the credits button. Hang on. Still, still there it is. Got it. Bye, everyone. <laughs>